Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? All ready to go on this fantastic Thursday, Dan. Yeah, you know, I, I just had some Chipotle <laughs> and we ordered it yesterday. What? And listen, I love Chipotle. It's my one of my favorite things to eat. But when you get, I eat a lot. So when you get double rice and double chicken, you expect the double chicken, a lot of chicken and rice. There wasn't double chicken. So I'm telling Joe before to do my Bernie voice, Chipotle, can we get a system in the Chipotle? Please, if we're going to order the double chicken, can you give me the darn double chicken, please? This is not the Soviet Union. Where we're all trying to spare the food for the population. Can you give me the double chicken? I'm still hungry. Get me the double chicken. I know. My wife hates my birdie imitation. Joe loves it. I'm going to go with Joe on this one. I may get kicked out of the sack tonight, but it's okay. We got a special guest with us today, too. My daughter, Amelia, is helping produce the show today, who's seven years old. If you want to pop in during the show, Amelia, say hello. All right, listen, I got a stack show for you today. If you want to say hi, you can come say hello to the audience here. Nancy Pelosi going full tinfoil cap conspiracy theory. Here's my youngest. Look at her. Popping hey, in, wave to the Amelia. audience, say hey. Hey, you like? This is my daughter, Amelia. She is not a socialist. She is a capitalist. Say hello to the audience. You got to talk in the mic. Say hello. Say I'm Amelia. All right, good job. All right, go help mommy do the show. All right, I got a lot to get to. Pelosi's losing her mind going full tinfoil cap. Um, Avenatti, our buddy, creepy porn lawyer is back. Avenatti, this is, <laughs> yeah, Avenatti. Uh, it just gets worse, the stories with this guy. So don't go anywhere. All right, today's show. Oh, sorry about the... <laughs> Sorry about the messing around. Once in a while, I get loopy during shows, especially when yeah. I don't eat enough. So it's not a comedy show, but we try. All right. Today's show brought to you by my buddies at NetSuite. We love NetSuite. Listen, if you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. My wife and I love NetSuite. She is the finest web developer I know my wife before she took over Bongino Inc. Big, big fan of NetSuite. But the problem growing businesses have is it keeps them from growing their numbers is their hodgepodge of business systems. They don't talk. They don't interact. Who wants that? Spend all day fixing this stuff. They don't. They have one system for accounting, another for sales, another for inventory, and so on. It's just a big, inefficient mess It takes up too much time and too many resources, and that hurts the bottom line. And listen, the bottom line matters. It's business. Introducing NetSuite by Oracle, the business management software that handles every aspect of your business in an easy-to-use cloud platform, giving you the visibility and control you need to grow your business. Do it. With NetSuite, you save time, money, and unneeded headaches by managing sales, finance, and accounting orders and HR instantly from your desktop or phone. Come on. Who's better than you doing that? That's why NetSuite is the world's number one cloud business system. Right now, NetSuite's offering you valuable insights with a free guide, seven key strategies to grow your profits at netsuite.com slash Bongino. That's netsuite.com slash Bongino to download your free guide, seven key key strategies to grow your profits. netsuite.com slash Bongino. Check it out today. If you're running a business, go to netsuite.com slash Bongino. Okay, let's get going. A little video for you. Some comic relief hat tip to my friend Caleb Hull. Does a lot of funny videos. Follow him. Uh, Caleb Hull. I don't know exactly what his Twitter handle is, but he puts out a bunch of these. Now, Nancy Pelosi launched a intra-DC civil war yesterday with Donald Trump by declaring that something was going on, that Trump was doing something right before a meeting and Trump lost his mind. 
She's talking about this. Uh, it was a very positive meeting, a, a respectful sharing of ideas. Uh, we believe that no one is above the law, including the President of the United States, and we believe that the President of the United States is engaged in a cover-up. In a cover-up. And that was the nature of the meeting. At Caleb J. Hall, you saw it on the screen. <laughs> Dude, very, very funny. Very. Of course, you saw at the end, Nancy brought her tinfoil cap and it magically appeared at the end. Of the, if you're missing it, folks, go to youtube.com slash Bongino. But the, the point of the video is that the, the tinfoil cap thing they put in is kind of a joke. But for our audio listeners who always come first, of course, uh, the point of the story is that Nancy Pelosi has now lost her mind. She is accusing the president of the United States of a cover-up with a president, Joe, who had, there has never been a president more open in American history than Donald Trump. Listen to me. Time out of it. Because I, I have a lot of li listeners. I don't say that like in a laudatory. Hey, look at me. Yeah. I got a lot of listeners. I say it because we have a very diverse audience. We get a lot of hate mail from liberals who listen to the show. <laughs> That's fine. I put out my email for a reason. You want to listen to shows free, right? But yeah. I know we have Democrats that listen here. Regardless of your feelings about Donald Trump, it is illogical, irrational, and just pure, unadulterated idiocy to claim that this guy, Donald Trump, has not been the most open and accessible president in American history. Joe, listen, we're both biased. We're both conservatives. Yeah. I get it. But taking yourself out of that for a minute, if you can, is anything I'm saying nuts? I mean, uh, this guy, no. right? No, you're, you're every right time the yeah. guy gets on Marine One, right? Yeah. He gives a presser. Mm -hmm. He's, he gives pressers all the time. He's mm -hmm. constantly answering questions. He gave unprecedented access to his staff to a witch hunt mm -hmm. on a crime he knew he didn't commit. And now Pelosi is sabotaging everything in this this country, the entire republic, any possibility of any kind of immigration package, anything. She's throwing it all down the drain to double down on the president, now accusing him of basically a crime that he's covering up. What he's covering up, nobody can figure I, out. Yeah. There's an Joe, I saw an interesting tweet. Uh -huh. um, Kerry Pickett got this congressman, Kerry Pickett, who's a, a, a great reporter. Mm -hmm. I used to work with her. Kerry Pickett gets this congressman and says, hey, um, what exactly is he covering up or obstructing? The congressional investigation. He goes, oh, well, how? And she says, well, is this, how is this any different from, uh, the, you know, the Obama administration and Eric Holder? And the guy goes, well, you know, it's different. She goes, well, should they have impeached in Holder, uh, impeached Obama? And the congressman's like, I'm not going to get into a legal fight with you. Right. Because they don't want to answer the question. What is he obstructing? Listen, I don't want to waste a lot of time on this. It's just kind of a funny video. But <laughs> still, mm -hmm. it's ridiculous. Nancy Pelosi has gone full-blown conspiracy theory, tinfoil cap. What are they obstructing? They're not letting Don McGahn testify. He spoke to Mueller for 30 hours as the White House counsel. What, what president gives up his White House lawyer, the White House lawyer, to testify to a witch-hunting former FBI director appointed as a special counsel to investigate a crime the president knows didn't happen, and then you give up your lawyer for 30 hours to talk to him, and you're obstructing and covering something up? Folks, we've really reached peak stupid. Uh, it really, I mean, it's it's beyond belief now what's going on. All right, I've got some serious stuff. There's a lot of news, though. We had some breaking news earlier in the week, so I want to get to this all before Friday. 
Oh, one quick note again. By the way, mm. I'll be in for Hannity tonight. Sean mm. Hannity, Fox News Channel, 9 p.m. Please watch it. I'm, I'm please. I need you there, folks. It you you make the show look great. You make us look great. I deeply appreciate it. I won't let you down. Nine o'clock tonight on Hannity. Uh, I'll be filling in for Sean Fox News Channel. Check it out. Set your DVR if you can't watch it live. All right. Uh, story number two. Some new stuff we missed um, over the last few days. Avenatti, uh, the creepy porn lawyer, is back. Um, this guy was you know painted by the media as the Trump nemesis. And listen, I don't want to cover Avenatti stories because there's no. There's nothing intellectually to dive into. The guy was a buffoon. He was always a buffoon. Um, he was a he was a loser. He gave a bad name to. I, I like lawyers. A lot of the smartest people I know are lawyers. Mm-hmm. I, I know sometimes it's fashionable to bash lawyers, but I'm not kidding. Like some of the smartest people I've ever met are lawyers. Um, you know, and, and there's always a few bad seeds in every group. And you know, there's no need to. But this guy was an embarrassment to the legal profession from the start. It was obvious to anybody with their eyes. He was an embarrassment. He was horrible. <laughs> this guy was awful. He was awful. Now, the story I'm going to present to you is not about Avenatti. The story here is about how low our media has sunk. That a guy like Avenatti, who Joe, me, Paula, my seven-year-old daughter, Amelia, figured out early, was a creep, was a loser, was only in this for the fame and the money. We figured out right away, because our antenna went up, that this guy was an awful human being. Now, he, these are allegations, again, unlike Avenatti's nonsense, so it's everyone else. Everyone's innocent until proven guilty. But Avenatti is alleged to have stolen the book advance from his client, adult actress, let's call her Stormy Daniels, Stephanie Clifford. Hmm. You stole a book advance from an adult films actress? Oh, my gosh. If that happened, as these, these allegations, if that happens, he's proven guilty of this. I mean, can it get any worse for this guy? But the story here is why a guy like this, suspected of these really disgusting crimes, (laughs) why a guy like this was even injected intravenously into the national discourse? Why? Well, I'm about to show you a snippet of a video, Hat Tip, Washington Free Beacon, another knock him out of the park video. The video is long. It's an hour. Oh, excuse me, an hour. A minute and 30 seconds. I cut it down to, what do we do, Joe? Like 33 seconds? Yeah. But this, I, I only say that because this goes on for forever. I can play this all day. This is media clips of these utter, complete buffoons in the media who I place Avenatti above them. If there's a totem <laughs> pole of stupid, I put the media, if the bottom of the totem pole is a lesser set of values, I put the media beneath Avenatti, who I, most people think is the bottom. He's not. I put a lot of media folks below him. Here's the media surgically attaching their lips to the rear end of the creepy porn lawyer, Michael Avenatti. He's Donald Trump's worst nightmare. Michael Avenatti. Joining us once again is Michael Avenatti. Let's bring in Michael Avenatti. Michael Avenatti. Michael Avenatti. Michael Avenatti, thank you very much. He's out there saving the <laughs> Look, country. John Meacham says he may be the savior of the republic. You are something of a folk hero now. I owe Michael Avenatti an apology. I've been saying... Enough already, Michael. I've seen you everywhere. What do you have left to say? I was wrong, brother. You have a lot to say. I uh, am just dying to hear what you think. These people all like you. I'm the only person right here Donald Trump fears more than Robert Miller. Oh. <laughs> he did say folk hero. 
Yeah. I have okay. a B12 shot. I think I made it. I seriously, we lost neurons. We're all dumber. Remember that Billy Billy Madison quote? We are all dumber for having heard that. That's the media, folks. Dropped all right, a few enough neurons. on that. But that's the that's who we are. Dendrites, dendritic branches are collapsing. Myelin sheaths in our neurons are degenerating right now. Axonal connections are dying oh. off. Mitochondria are dying off. Take your foundation from brick. I haven't even got to the commercial yet. Take oh. the foundation. Maybe the creatine and ATP My will reconnect some of those. Uh, yeah, the synapses are failing. This is the media in our society. They, their triage of needs, Joe, we've been told the media's triage of needs, number one, is to get the facts out there. This is not true, ladies and gentlemen. And to be clear, not everyone there was mm. media. Some of them were, you know, Bill Maher's an opinion guy. Mm -hmm. That's fine. Stephen Colbert's a comedian. I don't like their comedy, but that's fine. They're not news people. Maher and Colbert can have anybody they want on. But there were, quote unquote, serious news people in mm -hmm. there. N Nicole, the sellout Wallace who actually had this guy on. The reason he was on is because in their in their hierarchy of needs, the media's first need was to take out Donald Trump. And any useful idiot and tool they can use to take out Donald Trump, no matter how potentially corrupted, they're all blinded to, and they will use him to kneecap Donald Trump. Not realizing in the long run what an absurd strategy that is because it destroys your credibility. The problem for the media is they have no credibility left to destroy. The worshiping of the Avenatti golden calf has to be one of the lowest moments in modern media history. And that's saying a lot in a litany of low moments. Absolutely embarrassing. Embarrassing. <laughs> Even for the media. Sorry, enough Bernie today. My wife's going to kill me soon. Okay, a uh, story I missed yesterday, the George Papadopoulos transcripts. <laughs> Reminds me of like a a, a movie by like J.R.R. Tolkien or something. The Papadopoulos Chronicles are coming. <laughs> George Papadopoulos, uh, I, I mentioned this the other day. I, I just want to bring this up, not to relitigate an old story, but there is, um, what's about to go public is going to be, uh, I don't want to say explosive because I don't want to overuse these modifiers here. Uh, you know, these terms. The whole case, Spygate case, is about to get really nasty. Uh, anyone who defended this thing, like Justin Amash and others and these so-called, uh, you know, liberty lovers who support mm. Amash and Democrats and socialists who have failed to see the threat in the Spygate case are about to be humiliated. The media people, it's going to get ugly. There are a number of what Hannity and Solomon and Devin Nunes call buckets of information that are about to come out. Hmm. It's going to be the declassification of the FISA application, the declassification of the FBI 302s, a series of emails between the FBI, the CIA, and others. Um, also, what's about to come out are transcripts of George Papadopoulos being recorded. I covered this earlier in the week, but you may say to yourself, who was recording George Papadopoulos? It's a good question. There are a number of suspects, um, one being Stefan Halper, the spy who interacted with George Papadopoulos, another one being Alexander Downer, an Australian diplomat, uh, who interacted with George Papadopoulos. Um, if there are recordings of Joseph Mifsud, we are in a world of trouble. Um, I don't bring this up to talk about this story again. I bring this up because I want to prepare you for what the Democrats' counter is going to be. Ladies and gentlemen, the Democrats are absolutely refusing, as I said yesterday, to take the loss. They won't. No matter how much comes out, exposing these people. And I would smile a little bit because I want to get depressed during this segment. They will, history will humiliate these people. 
History oh, yeah. always speaks with clear eyes. We're always living in a fog in the present. And why is that? Because people alive right now have a vested interest in making this story go away. Media people have invested their livelihoods in it. Bloggers have you know, garnered international fame. And television shows like Rachel Maddow have invested their entire reputations in it. People will go to jail if the truth comes out. People, you get what I'm saying, Joe? Like the reason oh, yeah. the present sure. is always, we're always immersed in a fog where we can't see our own hands in front of our face is because people have an interest in keeping that fog thick. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it's, there's nothing deep there. It's, it's, it's obvious. But I don't want you to get depressed at this segment with me saying that in the short run, the media is not going to tell you the truth and take the L because in the long run, the fog always dissipates. People die off. People serve their jail terms. People eventually want to write books of their own. They even admit their own guilt. Eventually, it all comes out. We even found out who Deep Throat was in Watergate, you know, years ago, mm-hmm. which was the most, uh, you know, was a big, remember Joe lived through, I mean, I was too young. Yeah, I remember. But who Deep Throat was, was a huge deal. Turns out it was a senior manager in the FBI. It all comes out. This will all be litigated in the end. And you people who continue to back this story up are going to be horrified. Now, the Democrats are refusing to take the loss on this. They are still insisting the biggest spying scandal in American history did not happen. How they're going to say that when actual transcripts of a Trump team member, George Papadopoulos, being recorded by U.S. intelligence assets and people working with them, how they're going to claim he wasn't spied on, Joe, is insane. Mm-hmm. Where do you think these recordings appeared from? Do you think like like the tooth fairy, there's a recording fairy? Like there's a record runs around recording people's conversations and leaves them under your pillow at night when you lose a tooth? Where do you think these recordings came from? These recordings mysteriously made it to the U.S. government. How did they do that? The, the recording fairy, obviously. <laughs> you missed that? <laughs> right, Joe? The recording fairy. There, rip out a tooth. Put it under your belt. Here's a recording of George Papadopoulos, the recording fairy. I mean, they will they will not take the L, the loss. Tap out. That's why yeah. my arms don't straighten. You see my arms? They don't straighten anymore. That's how far they go. I'm not kidding. <laughs> they don't straighten because when I was a kid in jujitsu and you're getting arm barred, I mm. refuse. I'd be like, I'd hold on. I try to curl my way out of it. And now my elbows don't work. Just tap out. They won't. I was setting you up with that because I'm telling you what the Democrats counter is going to be. Get ready. They're going to say not only these transcripts exist, they're going to have to admit that because there is no recording fairy. Mm-hmm. But Papadopoulos, according to what I'm hearing, is on these transcripts telling people that not only is the Trump team not colluding with Russia, that to do so would be treason. And uh, Papadopoulos appears, from what I'm hearing, angry on the transcripts that he's even being asked the question. Hmm. Now, I've spoken to George as well, and I can confirm from George's side that. George was pretty angry that people were saying things to him that would be treason. Mm-hmm. Now, Joe, yeah. does that sound like a colluder with Russia? If you mention colluding with Russia and he's angry that you would even mention the idea and accusing you of, of treason yourself, like that, that's, no. that's called exculpatory evidence. That's yes, that's right. That you're, that, that you're fired up at the mere assertion that you're involved in this. 
Not only is he not admitting to it, he's denying it, Joe. Maybe it's a better way to say it. Mm -hmm. He's denying it so passionately that he's counter-accusing the other guy of treason. Mm. Yeah. Not collusion. The Democrats no. take away. No, 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 no. Thank you. Thank you for summing that up. There you go, Joe on a t-shirt. Joe Armacost, not collusion. He always has a way of digging through. I overexplain things sometimes. And forgive me, I do that because I feel like if you leave and you don't understand what's going on, I feel like you're missing something. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, the Democrats' excuse is going to be, oh, Papadopoulos knew he was being recorded. So this was like a triple, quadruple, reverse psychology. Oh! Oh, 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 I love that sound effect. It's a, oh, he knew he was. Do you get how dumb this is? Oh, gosh. Papa Dom, they're going to say, mark my words, get ready for it, that George understood he was being recorded. And because of that, he was running like a reverse psychology psyop on the guy. Ah. And he really was, <laughs> Joe's like, really? This is really dumb. But it gets better. <laughs> he was running reverse psychology <laughs> psyops, Joe. And he was telling the guy, you're guilty of treason. He was so passionately <laughs> defending his character against these charges because he really wanted to, to he wanted to get you off the sniffing trail onto <laughs> someone else's trail. Like a, like the bloodhound Papadopoulos is. He's I, such a ham, that Papadopoulos. That Papadopoulos. Oh, my. He is such a ham. He needs an Oscar, this Papadopoulos. Get this kid an Oscar. I mean, guys, ladies, will you please just give... So you're telling me, just to be clear, because now I want to give you the counter... To the Democrats count. It's coming. It's coming. I'm telling you it's coming. No, no, no. Papadopoulos was really guilty. Okay, we were spying on him. There's no recording, Ferry. We did record him. But he was just, he knew he was being recorded, so he was just leading us on a different path. So you're telling me, let me get this straight. You're now acknowledging that a human intelligence asset with a lifetime of working with the Central Intelligence Agency and Foreign Intelligence, this guy, Stefan Halper, if in fact he has the recordings, or those recordings were made by him or someone working with him, you're telling me he managed to be duped. I love George, don't get me wrong, but by a young man with really no big-time campaign experience that he duped them and screwed this kid needs an Oscar. Get him a Golden <laughs> Globe. He would be the greatest actor ever. They can never get their story straight. Yep. First it was Papadopoulos, this dopey kid. He got fooled into this Russian collusion scandal. Now he's now he's James Bond. He's Matthew Bourne or Jason Bourne or whatever the hell his name is. Matthew McConaughey, Jason Bourne. I mean, who's the actor? I don't even know. The, I don't even watch movies anymore. You know who I'm talking yeah, about. Now yeah. he's the most, he's Hawkeye from the Avengers. He's, he's Black Widow. Most sophisticated <laughs> intelligence asset in human history. He managed to spin the CIA guy on the tape. L listen to me. We are putting together a prediction show. Yeah. I'm telling you, this will be, I am right again. This will be their comeback. Oh no, he was spinning the CIA guy. So your CIA guy, your intelligence asset was so stupid he couldn't figure that out? Uh, gosh, are you guys dumb? I, what do I keep telling you? Mm. <laughs> this is a spy story for idiots, <laughs> for imbeciles. <laughs> I may be having a little too much fun with today's show. I don't usually do comedy, folks. It's not my bag of donuts. 
But sometimes I get a little loopy during shows, and I mean it in a good way. And it's I like to have a little funny, fun. Dude. I, I <laughs> thank you. I hope you don't mind. I'm yeah. not trying to take over for Joe no. Rogan or Adam Carolla. Comedy's mm. not my thing, but I like to laugh once in a while too because I'm a God fearing citizen of the greatest country on earth, America. You know, even though we've been under attack by a bunch of morons, it's still worth waking up every morning in this great place. It's worth it to smile once in a while. So I, I, I really hope I'm not annoying the heck out of you. I love my audience so much and it matters to me how you feel. So, all right. Today's show brought to you by our buddies at Brickhouse. This is the finest nutrition supplement on the market. Everything I move, I got to move in the opposite direction on the camera. Foundation. Foundation. Love this stuff. This is, if you look on the back, you probably can't read that label. It is a creatine ATP blend. You may say, well, Dan, I've heard of creatine before. Not like this. This is like turbocharged creatine. You don't believe me this stuff works? Fine. You don't have to believe me. That's okay. I'm not asking you to believe me. I'm asking you to take the seven-day mirror test on foundation. Men, women, doesn't matter. Before you order the stuff, look in the mirror. Take a 360-degree scan of what you look like. Take a mental snapshot. You don't got to take pictures. I'm not a big picture guy like that. Come back seven days later, and I want you to check out how you look. This stuff is the real McCoy foundation. It works. I love it. This bottle's unopened, thankfully. Um, the other bottle I finished that I was using for a sample. So I'm going to have to crack this one shortly. I use it every day. Ladies and gentlemen, it'll do the trifecta. It'll make you look better. It'll make you feel better. It'll make you perform better. You have my word on it. This product is that good. I love it. Go to BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. That's BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Pick up your bottle of foundation today. I swear by the stuff. It, they've been with me from the beginning. I'm never yeah. getting rid of them. Best nutrition products out there. Little Joe, Joe's son loves it too. I say yeah. that all the time yeah. because I'm not making up because little Joe ain't so little anymore. No more. He used to curl 15 pound dumbbells in my basement when Joe and I were doing the show four years ago in this rinky dink yeah. little studio, never realizing you were going to blow this show up. Now the kid's like 300 pounds of muscle. <laughs> and he looks like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger from Terminator 1, the I'll be back cat. Remember him? He does. He's a big guy. How's he doing, mm. by the way, Joe? Doing um, right? Heading down to Paris Island at the uh, end of next month. Yeah. Nice. My man. Hoorah, daddy-o. You're darn yep. right. Our man. We take credit on this yes, show sir. for little Joe, too, because we love little Joe. Yep. Fighting for this country. Darn right. Semper Fi all those Marines out there. I wish I was one of you. Baddest ass fighting force on the planet. That's right. Yep. Proud of Love him. you guys. And ladies out there. The best. Yeah. The best. Marines. Love Marines. All right. Well, sorry. I almost got <laughs> I'm so into the Marines. I forgot I have. We got a, We got 40 minutes left in the show. I was like, all right, nice. Have a nice day, folks. See you tomorrow. All right. Another story about liberal hypocrisy. I've been stacking these up all week. I showed you my notebook was packed. And I, I get so into stories, sometimes I don't get to them all. So Kamala Harris, you know, running for president uh, on another ridiculous far left Bernie Sanders-like liberal platform. Democrat senator from California, Kamala Harris, Joe, made a big deal the other day about uh, the wage gap. Hmm. In other words, here's a story in IJR from Madison Dibble. One day after announcing wage gap plan, <laughs> report shows. <laughs> it's not funny, folks. It's just Kamala Harris. Keep that up, please. For those of you, you can see it already. I'm spoiling it already for hmm. the video uh, viewers. Kamala Harris made a big deal as a liberal Democrat running against Trump about a mythical wage gap in America that women are paid less than men for the same work. It's a myth. It's been debunked. Get a load of this. One day after announcing wage gap plan, 
reports show men are paid more than women in Kamala Harris's oh. office. Okay. <laughs> 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 You sound like Gary from the Howard Stern show. Yeah. I'm, I'm crying. I can't take it. I can't take it. I, I really can't. I, it is so easy with these hypocrites. It is. It's not even hard. What, Joe? Yeah. Wouldn't you think if you're say you're running for president for a minute, right? Armacost May. He's got so much name ID out there. You probably could, Joe. You would win primaries in probably like ten or twelve steps. I'm not even kidding. Armacost, 2024, right? He probably could. If you were running for president and you were going to go out and give a speech, you know the national media is watching. She's a serious candidate. Yeah. She's not. Her policies aren't serious, but she's a serious candidate. It's not a joke. Yeah. She's raised a lot of money. Right. And you're going to put out a statement. That you are going to fight against women being paid less than men for the same job. Again, a debunked talking point I'll hit in a minute. Mm. Wouldn't mm. you check your own office first and be like, hey, uh, fellas, ladies, uh, are we paying women the same as men? Uh, no, we're not. How are we looking back there? Hold on. <laughs> Time out. We're, we need to. I can only throw the foundation bomb. You know, red flag on the field. Someone get us a red flag. Under the hood for review. <laughs> Women are, now, I have the numbers here. She has two offices. Kamala Harris has her U.S. Senate campaign stamp office where women are paid 94 cents for every dollar men are paid. Discrimination! Mm. Discrimination! Sexist! Clearly, Joe. By the Democrats' own rules, is it not? Joe, agree, is it Dan. not sexist? No, that it, is quite sexist, you. Dan. Is this not misogynistic? Isn't it obvious? Thank you, Producer Joe, for chiming in always at the right moment. Now, oh, I'm not done. It's even worse. Her campaign, that that was an unintentional Bernie. I wasn't even trying. It just came out. Even worse. The campaign office for president. In her campaign office, women are only paid 87 cents for every dollar. Sexism, sexism, misogyny. Obviously, there it is. EEO. Equal Opportunity Employment Commission. You better get in there. Start investigating. They're sexist by their own rules. You you would have think she would have done some basic math, just some basic math. Like, hey, um, maybe we should check around the office and make sure that women are being paid. They're not sexism right at work right there with the lips, ladies and gentlemen. They're all frauds. The reality is, yes, Kamala Harris's wage gap thing is fraudulent. Mm. But is her pay for different people, men or women, sexist? No, I'm being facetious there. It would be easy for me. I'm joking, obviously, about that last part. It would be easy for me to say that. If I was a liberal, Kamala Harris is obviously a sexist and a misogynist. Mm -hmm. She's not. I don't believe that. She's got really silly, dopey policies, and she likes to talk about myths and fairy tales and debunk talking points like the wage gap. But there are probably legitimate reasons why people in her office are paid different amounts, Joe. Now, this is, be prepared, Joe. This is only hard for liberals. For Mm -hmm. regular smart people, um, Mm -hmm. conservatives, you know, moderate Democrats, some Democrats, moderate Republicans and others, Mm -hmm. people are, get ready, Joe. People are paid different amounts because they have, wait for it, time out, different skills. Oh, 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 bombshell, bombshell. Okay, Joe, Joe's like the Geico caveman. Yeah, the, the, the Geico caveman agrees. 
Neanderthal <laughs> Joe agrees. Yes, people are paid different amounts for different skills. Now, the fact that I have to talk about this is deeply troubling. But I pulled up an article from Forbes. It's a little bit older, mm. but it was the quickest way to sum up for you, for liberals listening again, why there is a, quote, wage gap between men and women. This is an article from 2016 called Don't Buy Into the Gender Pay Gap Myth by Karen Agnes Lips. It's an older one at Forbes, but I did, I used Forbes for a reason, just to be clear. <sighs> I, I know I don't want to fall into this trap in the future, but Joe, I didn't want to use a right-leaning outlet, even though I know mm -hmm. they're right, because this is the one thing we can't be wrong on. Listen, if women were legitimately being discriminated against, I have two daughters and a wife. It's a pretty bad thing. So I said, you know what? I'm going to play it with a straight outlet, Forbes. Not that the facts are any different, but I don't want any liberal ignoring what I'm about to say. So from the Forbes piece, and ironically, the Forbes piece, Joe, quotes the BLS and a Slate article. Slate. They quote Slate, a left-leaning outlet, uh -huh. and the BLS, the U.S. Government's Bureau of Labor Department Statistics. It says, if we want to have a fruitful discussion about a gender wage gap, we should have it after the comparison is adjusted for those factors. Hold on one second. The factors she's talking about are men take more dangerous jobs on average because mm. we're talking, Joe, about average wages. Okay. Men take more dangerous jobs on average than women. Not in every case. On average, liberals, that does not mean a single subject design. Therefore, there is a risk premium built into the salary. People who do more dangerous work are compensated at a higher rate, number one. Number two, they don't do the same jobs either. Some jobs offer a more flexible schedule that may be more preferable to women than men. That flexible schedule may come with less money in exchange for said flexible schedule. It's why more women than men are teachers. Not in every case, on average. We're comparing averages. Finally, as pointed out in the piece, the government's own data, the Bureau of Labor Department Statistics, shows that this 77 cents number, they earn 77 cents on the dollar, gives the impression that a man and woman standing next to each other doing the same job for the same number of hours get paid different sal salaries. That's not at all the case. Full-time officially means 35 hours. But men work more hours than women. That's the first problem. Kind of a big problem, Joe, is it not? Yeah. That's a big problem. Ladies man. and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's we we need a second the Joe. We need the, the Armacost collector series and t-shirts. Oh, Armacost. That's a big problem, Dan. <laughs> Folks, let's get this straight. So men pick more dangerous jobs. They pick a different set of jobs with more with less flexible hours, which will they have to be compensated for. And men on average work more hours than women. When you control for those factors, ladies and gentlemen, they're called confounding variables for those of you liberals out there who can't do basic science. In other words, they create confounds in the data set that alter what your final outcome can be. They screw with your testable hypothesis because they're confounds. When you control for those 
and you judge the same job with the same person working the same hours, there is no wage gap. It's a myth. Folks, I only bring this up not to bore you with mundane nonsense because I want to prepare you for what's coming in this election. 2020 is around the corner. We have to win. If we lose, God help the country. That's all I can say. You are going to be arguing with people and liberal friends. And you may say, well, I don't argue with liberal friends. I'm not trying to convince them. Fine, I get it. Don't try to convince your liberal friends of anything, but argue with them anyway. Because someone else may be listening And when that third person hears you rationally lay out the case, like hopefully absent the humor me and Joe just did about the wage gap, Mm -hmm. hopefully that third person will say, you know what? I watched these two go back and forth here and the conservative guy or woman is right. 2020 is around the corner. Don't argue with liberals to waste your time. Argue with liberals in the hope that you may break uh, one or two of them of their ridiculous ideas. But in all likelihood, you won't. But you may convince two or three people listening that we are on the right side of this. Ladies and gentlemen, discrimination is never okay. Okay, this I'm not preaching to you. We all know this. We're conservatives. We believe God has touched the shoulder of every single human being on this planet and given them God-given big all rights. That's what we believe. Discrimination due to sex, race, any kind of characteristic outside of job skills ridiculous, unworthy of the United States of America. That goes without saying. We don't need to get preachy about it. We agree on that. But we cannot agree on how to fix our problems if we disagree on what the problem is. You want to solve a wage gap that doesn't exist? How? How do you want to do that? Kamala Harris, I want people in the boardroom to report to the United States government. You mean the same government you work for where you're not even paying women as much as men in your own office? In two of them, your staff office or your campaign office? You mean that government? Oh, no, no, not that one. Well, what government is it? The the governor of Mars? I mean, what, what are we talking about? You work for the U.S. government. You can't even monitor your own campaign office. And let me get this straight. You want to monitor every corporate boardroom in America. Oh, my gosh. Give me a break. The arrogance of these people is astounding. Isn't it? It's hard to believe. Hmm. The government. The government has a knowledge problem. You know, I can't say this enough. Father Bob Sirico, the Acton Institute, very bright guy. This is probably getting, I'm going to close it in on record for the times I've quoted Father Bob Sirico with the same quote, maybe upwards of 15 times now. We were using this when Joe and I were recording in my basement in Maryland. Hmm. I was listening on C-SPAN, him give a speech one time. And he said the greatest line I've heard in a long time because it's so simple and elegant. He said, it's not that the government, <laughs> he said, it's not that the government's too big. It's that the government's too stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> what has two thumbs up? Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Two thumbs up and agrees with Father Bob Sirico, this guy. 
The government is too stupid. I remember being in the Secret Service. It's not the people in there. It's the organization of the government, the layered bureaucracy that makes it impossible to get anything done in the government. I will never forget working for the Secret Service at the end of the budget period, right around September, October. You know where I'm going with this, Joe. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting in the training center, and they're like, um, hey, uh, we have some money left over. And I'm in my head, I'm mm -hmm. thinking, okay, so give it back. It's not our money. Like, it's a tax. I was always a conservative with the Secret Service. No, no, we've got to spend it. Right. Why? Because then we won't get the same amount next year. You're like, um, yeah, exactly. what? 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 Kind? Joe, you know, Joe, yeah. Joe doesn't work for me. He works with me over here, though, in, in Bongino, Inc. Uh, we have a number of people we pay. We have uh -huh. money going in. Can you imagine me saying to Paul at the end of the year, Paula, we need to waste $60,000 so next year we can be sure to spend more money. She'd be like, are you an imbecile? Are you, are you something wrong? Did you eat something? Was there something in the Chipotle? Was it not in the double chicken? Did they spike the Chipotle? Now she's really going to kill me. She's like, you're like, what are you, stupid? We have $60,000 left over in savings of anticipated money we were going to spend that we didn't, and you want to spend it so we can spend more next year? That's how the government works, because it's too stupid. I'm not kidding. That happened. Mm -hmm. They were like, go buy some, uh, I forget what it was, digital cameras. Like, yeah, we already have six of those. We need 10. Wow. Yeah, but there's only six people in the squad. Carry two and keep the two rookies with one. Well, I'd rather just carry one, two or heavy. Keep the senior guys with one and the rookies, the four rookies with the two. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember how many people in this room, how many cameras. But that was a serious camera. That actually happened with the cameras. Yeah. Oh, really? With the cameras? Yeah. Buy okay. a GPS. They come with the cars now. Get another one. The car one might break. <laughs> what? Go, go get a flashlight. Um, I have one. We were given a free one lately. It doesn't matter. The battery huh? can run. I could replace the battery. You could replace the flashlight. Just get another <laughs> flashlight. <laughs> They're different sizes. It's the same lumens. You could use some. One of them is a nightstick. Get the big one. What's wrong with you? And you're like, okay, whatever. This is how the government works. It has a knowledge problem. It is too stupid to figure things out. My gosh, you want to put them in charge of your tax dollars? You want to let them crack open your chest by running the healthcare system? You want them to educate your kids? <sighs> Man, you wonder why I'm a libertarian, real libertarian-leaning conservative. Don't spend government money on anything you don't absolutely have to. Because whatever government spends it on, it has no cost incentive or quality incentive to keep the cost down and the quality up. Because as Milton Friedman said, it's not their money and they're not even buying this stuff for themselves anyway. They're giving it to other people. A total horror show. All right, moving on. <laughs> oh boy, I want to get to this Comey, uh, Comey Brennan stuff. I enjoyed today's show. I, I, yeah. I, and once in a while, I need to, I need to let loose, man. You, I, I looked forward to this. I really did. I hope you all know. I'm like talking deeply into like swallowing the mic here. How much this show means to me. It is my. I don't see a therapist for anything. This is my therapy. 
And I went to graduate school for neuropsychology and behavioral learning theory, and I loved it. I don't need a therapist. I don't. I, uh, I have you all. And I clearly, as you can tell, I vent on this show all the time. You have been everything to me. And the fact that you've made my voice matter, gosh, means the world to me. And I know it means a lot to Joe, too. Yeah, man. So, all right. Okay, today's show brought to you by our buddies at BCM, Bravo Company Manufacturing. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are in the market for a rifle or a pistol, a firearm right now, these are the finest quality manufactured pieces of equipment out there. BCM, Bravo Company Manufacturing. I have two. I have a rifle and I have a pistol from them. Are unbelievable. Engineered with precision, accurate, on point. I've had no malfunctions at all. Precision accuracy with this weapon. Beautifully made, beautifully engineered. The guy in my local gun shop when I got them loves these uh, firearms. Bravo Company Manufacturing. Why are they different? Ladies and gentlemen, this is a life-saving equipment company. The people who manufacture in Heartland, Wisconsin, Bravo Company Rifles and Pistols, they manufacture life-saving equipment. They are, This is not a sporting company. You want a sporting company? Go somewhere else. You want life-saving equipment? This is your company, Bravo Company Manufacturing. I can't say that enough. They manufacture to the highest standards. They understand that their rifles or pistols, the end user will be a police officer, could be a first responder, could be a military officer, could be some a soldier on the battlefield, or it could be a civilian, God forbid, in a life or death scenario where they have to defend the lives of themselves or their family. The owners of this company understand that and they make their rifles with precision you will not see anywhere else. They assume when that rifle leaves their shop, it will be used in a life or death situation. I love Bravo Company Manufacturing. It's because they give the, believe the same level of protection should be provided to every American, regardless if they're a private citizen or a professional. They put people before their products, ladies and gentlemen. You want to learn more about Bravo Company Manufacturing? And you should. Go check out their products. Go to bravocompanymfg.com. You sometimes see me wearing their shirts. They sent me a lot of them. A lot of them. Thank you, Bravo Company. I love them. <laughs> Matter of fact, Paula, we're running out of space for t-shirts, aren't we? We have so, so didn't that listener said, how many t-shirts do we have? 37. And I wear, there's actually more than that, folks. I'm not even kidding. There's more than that. There's a, but Bravo Company's kind enough to send me. Learn more about their products. BravoCompanyMFG.com. You need more convincing? Go to their YouTube channel. YouTube.com slash BravoCompanyUSA. That's YouTube.com slash BravoCompanyUSA. Check out the finest rifles and pistols out there. Life-saving equipment. And thank you, Bravo, for the T-shirts. They are awesome. Some of them are in the wash, hence I got to alternate. Plus, my wife told me not to wear gray today. She says I wore too many gray shirts this week. So I had to go dig through my jaw for a white one. This one has a hole in it. Look at this. Can you see it? I'm trying to get the right angle. Can you see that right there? No, it's hiding behind the mic. No, I can't You see, see that hole? Look, look, there it is. There. You see? I can't bend my elbows enough. This is like a comedy <laughs> verse. You see it? Right there. You see the hole? There's a hole in this sucker. I've had it so long. It's like a it's bad small, gumby. But I love this you know? shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. But I, I know it's, it's got even the, the, it's got a little bacon neck going too. Jeez, but I love, there it is. There's a hole. You saw it? Yeah, no, no. There's a hole in this. Stuff. My wife said, please. <laughs> this thread's coming out of this shirt. I've had this shirt forever. It's great. Oh, All right, get back heavens. to my, my show here today. <laughs> Off the rails completely. Yeah. The battle between Jim Comey and John Brennan continues. Put up that Breitbart article if you don't mind. 
the battle between these two is going to go on. They're going to start selling each other out. They already have. I told you that two weeks ago. Uh, Breitbart article by Aaron Klein. Spygate, Obama administration cut situations room video feed during meetings on a Russia investigation. This is an interesting story. I put it in yesterday's show notes. But it's not, you know, they're cutting the video feed. That's fine, interesting enough. But I, I'm not really too worried about that. There's a snippet from this piece that's more fascinating. They talk about how Jim Comey and Brennan are at each other's throats over who asked for the the dossier information to be included in the ICA. A little bit of background. I went into this the other day, but I'll just give you a, uh, a short Reader's Digest summary now. The intelligence community assessment that was done after the election. Remember the old 17 agencies agree the Russians tried to hack yeah. the election to benefit Donald Trump. Everybody remember that? Mm-hmm. Well, obviously it wasn't 17 agencies. That was a hoax. It said that. It was really Brennan and his cabal. And what they were doing is after the election, they were trying to do a CYA or in their case, a CTA cover their uh, rear ends, let's say. Mm-hmm. They knew what they had done. They had spied on the president. They had used a faulty source and steel, and they had engaged, engaged in a parallel construction scheme. Parallel construction is when you get information from a source you cannot use or you want to hide, and you reconstruct the case using a different source, even though the way the, the case started was illicit and potentially illegal. So you reconstruct the case through another source. That's what happened here. The Central Intelligence Agency head, John Brennan, clearly, and wait, I gave a little blink for those audio listeners who don't see that often, little blink ruski Wait for it to break about just how tight and cozy the relationship between Christopher Steele and maybe John Brennan was. Wait for that one coming soon. Add that to the predictions reel. Hmm. The Central Intelligence Agency is not supposed to be spying on American citizens. But what if they want to? Well, Joe, we could get some information from a spy spying on American citizen, which we're not supposed to be doing. And then we could tell another guy to tell it to the FBI. And hey, they can open up a case. That's what parallel construction is. Hmm. Now, why does this matter for this story? There's a piece in this, uh, a snippet from this Aaron Klein piece at the end where he talks about how Comey and Brennan are now bickering with each other back and forth over who demanded that the dossier be put in the ICA. The dossier information was put in the intelligence community assessment as an appendix. Here's a piece of questioning from Trey Gowdy when he was in Congress and Jim Comey. Gowdy, do you recall the specific conversation or back and forth with then-director Brennan on whether or not the material, he's talking about the dossier and the steel information, should be included in the IC assessment. Comey. Yes, I remember the conversation. Let me think about it for a second. I remember there was conversation about what form its presentation should take in the overarching document. That is, should it be in an annex? Should it be in the body? That the intelligence community broadly found its source credible <laughs> and that it was corroborative of the central thesis <laughs> of the ICA. And the discussion was we should put it in the body or in the attachment. Then Comey goes on to say, I'm hesitating because I don't remember whether I had that conversation with Brennan, but I remember that there was a conversation about how it would be treated. Brennan is saying Comey wanted it in there. I didn't want it in there. Comey is saying, no, no, no. Brennan wanted it in there. I didn't want it in there. How is that? Comey just said he had a conversation with Brennan about putting it in there. You, it was just on the screen. 
Did I not read that clearly, Joe? Yeah, I, I heard Comey's you. now yeah. saying, no, no, Brennan wanted it in there, and right. I didn't. Now, do you, uh, I, I, if I'm confusing you, I'm sorry. The reason they're all running from it now, despite their zeal to get it in there before, is because it's been totally debunked and they thought Donald Trump would be impeached by now and his story would go away. Now that he hasn't, and Operation Crossfire Boomerang is coming back to slam them all in the face, and they're all being asked to testify about what they did to authenticate the information from Steele. They're all being forced to recognize, Joe, that the dossier was garbage from the start. And what are they all saying? I didn't ask it to be put in there. No, no, you did. Ladies and gentlemen, here's what really happened. Of course Comey asked it uh, to be put into the uh, ICA. Why? Think about it. Think it through. If you listen to last week's show and this week's shows, it makes perfect sense. Comey's FBI. Comey's FBI mm -hmm. was led on. I'm not absolving them of guilt. Don't take this the wrong way for the thousandth time. They wanted to be duped. They hated Trump. Mm -hmm. But they needed a reason to be duped. The FBI, unlike the CIA, has extensive paperwork requirements for court. Think about it. Yeah. The CIA, I was talking to my source yesterday, very deep in on this. He made this point. He wanted me to get out there. The CIA is an analytical intelligence agency. They have almost no court requirements at all. The CIA, Joe, gives an opinion. Right. I think Joe Armacost is a spy. Well, why? When I talked to him, he was sweating. I noticed he had some Russian contacts. When I spoke to him about his friend Tribnikov, he gave shady answers. Right. Um, I think Joe may be a spy. We're going to spy on Joe. It is an analysis of a, a series of data points. Mm -hmm. The FBI has to, at some point, present a prosecutable legal case. Nobody cares about your opinion. I think Christopher Steele's a great guy. I don't care. Is he a verified source or not? Did you actually check the information? No, but but we really like him. He's super nice. <laughs> He's really cutesy. Uh, dude, you're a law enforcement agency. You get the difference, right, Joe? Yeah. The CIA yeah. provides right. subjective analysis. The FBI needs to provide provable facts to be used in a court to establish the necessary evidence predicate. Mm -hmm. So what is my what am I telling you here? Brennan clearly had engaged Steele steals people and others because we know he had the information likely earlier but no later than august of 2016 brennan has this information about steel he's probably telling comey this information about it leading them on the fbi people then go out there and try to build a case and they don't build the case and they run with it anyway hmm. so the original sins in this case just to be clear on Brennan's side, is using faulty analysis driven by his political whims, not by an honest, subjective analysis. You know what I'm saying? 
Man. Any clear-eyed mm-hmm. person listening to Steele would have known he was full of crap. Brennan was blinded by political hatred for Donald Trump and wanted to spy on him. That's his original sin. The original sin of the Bureau, which they're trying to cover, is that instead of going out and putting together a prosecutable case, or even in the case of a counterintelligence investigation they wouldn't bring to court, they still had to have a reason to swear out a warrant, a probable cause that an American citizen was working on behalf of a foreign government in violation of our laws. They didn't do any of it. So the FBI's original sin is in breaking their own procedures to target Trump. Brennan faulty analysis, Jim Comey violating their own procedures, both to spy on an American. You dig? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jim Comey, if you understand that, what I'm about to say will make perfect okay. sense. Okay. Comey needed that dossier in the intelligence community assessment, Joe, uh-huh. because Comey starts to figure out after the election that everything he's been told by Brennan did not come from a corroborated source, corroborating uh-huh. the information Comey uh-huh. has from Steele. Right. It came from Steele, too. Right. Comey figures out after the election he's been duped. So what does Comey say in the old dipsy do flipperuski? He says, JB, Johnny Bizzle, mm-hmm. you are going to put that darn dossier in that ICA. You get it? Yeah. Yeah. Because then it gives Comey right. an right. out saying, hey, but, look, yeah. the intelligence community bought it too. But you follow what I'm saying? We're with you, baby. That is why Brennan keeps insisting, I didn't see the dossier till December. I didn't tell Comey right. to put it in there. <laughs> yeah. I think what you got between Comey and Brennan is a, a crosswire hurricane. Yeah. yeah you cross, right, right. They crosswired their circuits, right? Crosswire cross, hurricane. No, crosswire cross cross hurricane. hurricane. <laughs> that's, that's what they did. They crossed it. Right. The wires, instead of connecting and Comey figuring out that Brennan's giving him the same information Comey's getting from Steele. It's, hey, John, are you getting this information from Steele? No, no. We're getting it from other kids. Oh, good, because it corroborates what we're getting from Steele. Then he finds out after the election, the other kids were <laughs> <No>. Steele, too. <laughs> right. And then he's like, right. hey, JB, you told me it was other kids. So now Comey needs to save his professional yeah. reputation. So the genesis of this fight is obviously they're both lying. Comey's no. saying, I didn't tell him to put it in there. He did. You saw in his testimony. Comey needed it in there. They're only running from it now because now they know conclusively it's total garbage. But his testimony to Gowdy, he doesn't deny that there was a conversation about putting it in there, but he denies it now. Mm. He needed it in there to save his reputation and say, look, I was the FBI director. We investigated this case because, look, the intelligence community bought it, too. It's even in their assessment. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Uh Uh-huh. I've been dying to get to that story the entire week. Because these two are going to eat each other alive. It was a parallel construction scheme. Don't forget it. Comey thinks Brennan's giving him information from other kids. It's the same information from Steele being reconstructed because Brennan can't have the American people know he's running a rogue intelligence operation to gather information on a presidential candidate. So he uses the FBI to do it. There it is, folks. That's the Spygate scandal in a nutshell. I say that because the feud between Comey and Brennan and Clapper is about to get a whole lot worse. Woo.
Check it, episode 986. You didn't hear it here first, but you heard it here loud. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. Hope you were okay with the tone of the show today. I had a lot of fun. Please subscribe to the show. YouTube.com slash Bongino. Apple Podcasts. You can subscribe subscribe on iHeart and SoundCloud as well. Helps us move up the charts. It's all free. Means a lot to us. Our subscriber base is growing growing like crazy. We really, really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Have a good day. I'll see you all on Friday tomorrow. Take care. And don't forget Hannity night, 9 o'clock Eastern time. I'll be filling it. Thanks again. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud and follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.